Hello, my friends, Nick Labretti here for JR Cigars. And here at JR, we are passionate about everything. You want cigars? We're passionate about Romeo, Monte Cristo, Aging Room. You passionate about cigar cutters, lighters? We have everything. We are passionate about life here at JR Cigars and only here at JR Cigars. Did, did we get it? I'm not sure. What do you mean you're not sure? I'm out here busting my hump. I got Mike Guy in here. Get this freaking camera out of the way. At JR Cigars, we're passionate about everything. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday night. It is Smoke Night Live. It is Friday Night Herf. It is the Friday after the Premium Cigar Association Trade Show 2022. Can you believe it's already come and gone, Jordan? Here we are. Here we are. We did it again. We did it well, again. Nowadays, it's not such a, a big thing in that we do TPE a couple months ago, you know, we're doing the same thing again. Here we are. So tonight we have assembled. Imagine, you know, like when the um, when the Power Rangers, like oh yeah, when like there's the Pink Ranger and the white, and they come together and they make something. The uh, yeah, mega something. They make a mega thing. <laughs> and I, know know. I know Voltron. Like, yeah, like okay, what is that? Isn't that like robots that come together too? But is is that know. a different franchise? Yes. Yeah. Whatever that is, I get what you're saying. There's this time when like. The, the 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 robots come together and yep. they make a bigger robot. Sure. And that's what we're doing tonight. That's right now. We have assembled an expert panel. We've got Emmett Malone from Blind Man's Puff. How are you, my friend? Excellent, sir. Thank you. Uh, Emmett is one of our most recurring guests on the show because, A, we love him. But, Aww. B, he is uh, part of the industry. He's going to have a good takes tonight. He's going to have some fiery takes tonight about oh, PCA. Yeah. And on the horn, on the line, through the power of digital technologies, we have Bear Duplicia. Bear, how are you, my friend? Well, I was fantastic until you dropped a Power Rangers reference that you absolutely <laughs> had no idea where it was going. Exactly. But in spite of all that, here I am, uh, ready to, uh, I guess, compete with Emmett for some hot takes. I, I can do that. Yeah, I can um, do that. Let's it is the name it. of my show. It's the name. It's the name of my show, after all. So you might, you might have the advantage. Then. Yeah, right, right. So, so Bear is Who's in the house here tonight. We're gonna, we're gonna do some spicy takes. Coop told us he was gonna be spicy too. Yeah. Oh no. Not only that, not only do we have Bear uh, as from the coalition, but we also have none other than William Cigar Coop Cooper. William, how are you tonight, Coop. my friend? Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, great to be here tonight. So, uh, like I said, I am fired up on a few things tonight. Yeah. Coop, sure. Coop, like what, which, Coop, which Power Ranger are you? I couldn't tell you one Power Ranger from another. <laughs> I can obviously. talk Kardashians, but I can't talk Power Rangers. Just, pick a, just pick a color. Any just, color. If you blue. pick a color. Blue. Fuck blue. me, this hey, show hey. just got disturbing. It started with Power Rangers. He's dropping Kardashians. What the All fuck, All right, Bear, man? what Cooper? Jesus, what, what, I get what, into? what color Power Ranger are you, Bear? <laughs> not, I'm like, not even going to acknowledge I'm, what, I'm whatever it. color gets the show started away from this ridiculousness. I think there's a black one. I'm going to go with black. <laughs> Now, also in the studio uh, audience tonight, we've got uh, none other than Scotty Brayband, Trinity Cigar Lines. Now, Scotty wasn't at the show because he was too busy working. Scotty, how are you tonight? Yes, I know. The little things that get in the way of all the fun. So, But doing great. Doing great. Glad to see you guys didn't melt in Vegas in that 100-plus degree heat at, like, midnight. We came close. Yeah, we did come close. We, now had, a we, had, a we had a camera fry on us. 
from the heat. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I we, don't doubt that one bit. Yeah, uh, Matt, Maddie, Maddie Hall. Uh, we were at PCA. I was there. You were back. You were a cameraman this year. It was great. Yeah, Matt did a fantastic job. We're very psyched to have Matt here. So here's what we're gonna do tonight. We're gonna talk about what did we learn from the Premium Cigar Association trade show. I've got a zillion topics. Some of these we can talk about in length. Other ones are just gonna be boom, 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 boom. Just quickie, hot, you know, hot takes. Right. You know what I'm talking about? But to get the audience into the mood, how about we start with a little uh, time lapse of the entire trade show so that you as a consumer can see what it was like um, in Las Vegas at the Sands Convention Hall. Do they call it? They call it something else. They changed it to the Venetian, Venetian Convention Yeah, they changed it. Yeah, they changed it to the Venetian Convention Hall. Who cares, right? It's some sort of convention hall. Uh, Jordan, uh, 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 by the way, guests, as you're as we're watching this, feel free to chime in uh, if you see anything interesting. But we're just going to run this real quick. It's a couple minutes, three minutes, four minutes. I don't know how long it is. Uh, a little, a little bit to give us the flavor of the trade show, and then we're going to hop right into this and find out what we learned from this trade show. Boom, let's go. Yeah. It'll always be Sands Expo to me, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to get that out of your mind. Now, if oh. you notice. Oh. Jordan's coming along the uh, the flank. Would you call that a the big flank? Guy the flank, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was kind of the front. And then, Saka. And then, yeah. Saka Khan. So you almost got attacked by the Saka, Saka Squatch there. Saka. Mm, there's Saka the uh, Cigars for Warriors booth. Really cool you booth, know? actually. That's a really cool booth. I think the, uh, that was Mind McAuliffe. These are like the cheap seats back here. Not much going on in the back end here. You know, Kusto's back there from Gary. He's always back. has a booth there. And it does well. Always near the back. back. Smart move. That's the last year of the LFD booth that way. Wait, I'm going to miss it. I would hope so. It's wow, been I that way that. forever. I miss that. I, I know, but man, it's classic. It was like when they got rid of the old Fuente booth. Like, that was just like really... That was amazing to me. Back. Get rid of that dinosaur. Was that the Zillabit booth I just saw? You, you have no sentiment, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to keep it that way forever? Jeez. Yeah, why not? Just crown heads. Back to Dunbar. Squatch. You know what this video is really missing is a empty warped booth in the back with Aaron Loomis manning it. <laughs> <laughs> I, he's in it. Don't worry. Not Kyle, but Aaron. I forget, am I in this video? I know I saw you running around no, filming it. No, I couldn't it. find you. Oh, I Usually saw you. You're always in it. Well, I didn't want to yell at you and, like, disturb you, but... Uh, there's the Ashton the booth. Ashton. They, got, they, they definitely paid attention yes, to all the... To all the uh, all feedback. The okay, right? so my my problem with that is there's that an ashtray. Well, it's, it's you you can't it's, go two feet without running into an ashtray, like, but you can't find a trash can to save yes, your life. Put one trash can next to every ashtray. Yeah. Desencia. Desencia, same booth in oh. the last five years. Barrel of that. <laughs> I actually think most of the booths are the same. Like, Rocky's Rocky. Rocky same. Same. I was gonna say twelve years. Rocky's Rocky never changed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what did change? Play, in the, you know what did change in the Rocky booth? You know, Coop, Coop got kissed twice. Oh, kissed twice. by a man, a grown-ass man. Wow. Fantastic. I, Terrence I lost his voice. There's the Aganorsa. Terrence booth. always loses his voice. Have you ever interviewed oh, did, wait, Terrence? Wait, wait, the magnets there. The, the magnets we planted in the uh, booth. Look at this booth. That's the best booth that's ever been at the show. That is no, cool. attendance and light, guys. I think they just did the yeah, walkthrough. Um, don't say attendance and light. Probably won't see. You won't. This he won't was say Dave. that in four years. He's gonna say, "God, this is an old piece of shit." In four years, oh, Nick's I, back, baby. Nick's back. Our boy Nick. This was day three, by the way. So attendance was yeah, very, very but low. Guys, but I think you guys did this at a time it was it was also less crowded, right? No. This is midday. Was this midday. Midday or morning? 
It was midday. German engineered. Okay, it was a, it Black was Star a drop Lines got a nice little spot there out by themselves. Was Claudio oh, wait, in the German engineered booth when you guys were there? Oh, well, he should have had a sign up. You wouldn't even know that was him. See that turn I did right there? I like oh. that turn a lot. Fred, was Fred, a was, sexy Fred turn. wasn't working. What a lazy ass. Yeah. There's a Perdomo booth. Yeah. We're almost Dude, at the end. Dude, I love that phrase on the warfighter. On the warfighter, hey, not all cigar smokers wear suits. There's that. There's it. a cigar. Oh, there the is. collab. Padron booth. I, I know you love that booth. <laughs> that booth's been the same for 12 years. Forever. It's a great booth. It is. It is. Jordan's ready. Jordan's ready to set a torch to it. Yes. They can make a better booth. El Septimo's $50 million I didn't even lighters. I couldn't, the camera couldn't capture those LCD screens. <laughs> oh, look, there's the general guys working hard. <laughs> and here's we'll your Loomis right here. Oh, there he is. Boom. Oh, this. And then Jordan Berto. makes his he makes his descent out. Outwards. That's what it looks like. That's the show. So yeah. if you've yeah, never... Job. And nice that's, that's all we need to say. Let's end this the show. The show now over. Good night, everybody. Boom. That was fun. Uh, no. Uh, so there we go. If you uh, That gives you a flavor for the show. All right. So before we start doing these takes on what we learned, uh, real quick, Emmett, what are you smoking tonight? I'm going to light up the uh, West Tampa Tobacco White Label. Uh, so these are from Rick Rodriguez, who recently left uh, General and CAL. Uh, I had the black at the you. show. And I freaking loved it. That was probably my favorite cigar that I smoked at the show. So I'm going to let up the white and see if it's as good. All right. I'm going to go with the Alec and Bradley double broadleaf. This is a major flex. Nobody can get broadleaf. So Alec and Bradley are like, oh, nobody can get uh, broadleaf. Let's just do a double. Get two of them. Bradleaf. No big deal. (laughs) Alec and Bradleaf. (laughs) That's that's what I'm going to call them from now on. Jordan, what are you smoking tonight? I am smoking uh, Tim Osginger's more limited. He's got two, but this is the more limited of the two. Uh, It's a cigar. I don't even know how you say it. It's like pie synesthesia. Pie synesthesia. 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 All right. Pie synesthesia. Bear, what are you smoking? Uh, I'm going to be smoking the uh, Freud Cigar Company Super Ego Robusto X. Uh, I'm going to be getting into y'all's heads tonight, so I figured this was an appropriate cigar to smoke. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. (laughs) No, that was like a Mexican accent. (laughs) I I always screw up those accents. I I appreciate what you tried to do there. Freud spoke Spanish? Jordan, give me the German version. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Okay, that was Italian. That was, that was, I don't know. That, I don't was, know. that was, I felt like I was in Agrabah. That sounded like <laughs> a Latin, so. I remember my first cigar. All right, Coop, what are you smoking tonight? <laughs> well, I in my, in my quest to make regular production cigars great again and give them the attention they deserve, I'm going with uh, company Esteban Carreras. Um, every year they, they come out with a new regular production cigar for the show. And this year uh, it's called Taken from the Devil's Hand. It's in uh, the 60 ring gauge Vitola, bear, <laughs> and um, it's their first Corojo wrap brand they're doing. Yeah, so I'm excited to smoke this cigar. All right, very cool. Uh, we will, at the very end of the show, I'm going to ask these, so this is sort of like a mini uh, first impression show as well. At the very end of the show, uh, I'll ask the panel and everybody in here um, what they thought of their cigars and give these cigars a rating from 1 to 100 right off the bat. See what you, you know, maybe this will point you guys towards a really, really cool cigar that you never smoked before. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. So here's how it's going to go. I'm going to bring up uh, literally 30 topics. And some of these are brands. Some of these are not brands. Some of these are just general topics. 
I will go to one of the panel members, and then we can just open it up to discussion. So, basically, uh, I'm going to repeat that. Boys, did you hear that? I heard it. I'm going to go to one of you guys. Yep. You'll do a hot take, and then the other guys can discuss. Then we'll go to the next topic. So, and I'm not going to go to each one of you. So, if you don't have anything to say, then you don't have anything to say. That's fine with me. All right. Let's start it off right here. Hot takes. What did we learn from the Premium Cigar Association trade show in 2022? Emmett, I'm going to start with you. What did we learn? Las Vegas weather in mid-July. Oh, well, we didn't learn anything. We already knew it was terrible. But we did learn that uh, PSA is thinking about moving it to April or June, which would be... Was it April or May? They how should did, both be how in did the you, spring and the fall. How did, you lear- how did you learn that? That was at the opening dinner. Or breakfast, I mean. Uh, like well, the, no wonder, because like I didn't go to that. <laughs> well, there you go. We're breaking news now. Yeah, they're, they're talking. Or the media news conference. Yeah. Yeah. Or the media news yeah. conference. Yeah, they're opening up uh, some kind of questionnaire uh, poll to everyone, all the members, I guess. And they're going to talk about either. So they're also considering moving it to, uh, what was it, um, New Orleans? Was it New Orleans, Coop? Orleans. Yeah. So uh, New Orleans. So there. So right now they've told everyone New Orleans, late April, or the same time in um, July for Vegas. I'm still hearing two other cities out there. That, so th- that could come into play with this. Well, the impression yeah. I got and was that they were considering moving the time and place independently, so you could, so you could vote for like May in Las Vegas, which would be ideal. Um, but maybe you heard something different after that. No, de- definitely not. Uh, according to what I heard, is it's you have a choice. You could go back to the same place, same time, or if you want to s- switch it up different, you get this New Orleans thing in um, April. Why would we? Why would we ever give this convention back to New Orleans? Someone needs to have their head examined. No, never. After what they've done with the smoking there, I, I just don't. I, to me, it makes no sense. Yeah. Why we give that? Why would we endorse why a city we, like that? Exactly. And my second point to real quick on this is that in a, before this discussion came up at the show, uh, Scott Pierce, the executive director of PCA, had indicated by all by by all stretches that uh, during all straw polls conducted that Vegas still wins by a large margin. So, boys, I think we're going to be suffering through the dry heat uh, for a while, is my guess. Does it does it win though, time frame wise? Like, could we do Vegas in April or yeah, May? Yeah, Vegas or? earlier would do be you ideal. Want, why would you Why would you go well, up against that close availability. to TAE and TAA? Well, make why them move. Do I don't yeah. know. If I you're mean, the If you're the big guy on the, the block, biggest. if you're the big guy on the block, but they're not. I mean, but if you are, then screw those other shows. Like, you're the show. Like, do the show when you want to do the show. What's best for the show, right, Coop? Yeah, but I think the issue is availability right now because what happened, yeah. what Scott explained at the, at the press conference, is when when the COVID pandemic hit, a lot of shows got pushed and moved around. So they are virtually have they virtually have no window to move right now. Now beyond 2024, things may start opening up, and they can they certainly look at that. Um, every year I hear this July complaint, and I just I'm sorry I don't buy it. They, they, they you know no one complained about the show in 2010 and 11 when it was. In August in New Orleans, so I don't understand. No, this Coop, that's not thing. true. I complained about that. That was brutal. Okay, but no more. I mean, you're trying to say I'm a nobody. I just don't buy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I heard. All the time, I hear about this July Fourth thing all the time. July Fourth is over, guys. So I just don't get it at this point. I mean, you know, look. You, unless you're gonna, then you're gonna move this thing too early in the year. And when I'm telling you, TPE eventually will hit a winter storm that's going to shut that show down. Because now, I was just going to say, I was just going right. to say that Coop in that TPE doesn't have a great time either. 
Like, let's face it. Um, no. I, I was in the hot tub at, at my Airbnb at TPE, and when the in the morning when I came out, my towel and shorts were frozen. Wow. They were right. literally in hard. Vegas. They were literally hard right. as a rock in Vegas. So what should happen? This is what should if if it was a perfect world, guys. This is what would happen. TPE would be like November fifteenth, and PCA would be like May fifteenth in a perfect world. Yes, sure, right. I I, I think you know, if they remember when they moved traveling to May business a week before Thanksgiving, no one's doing that. I don't yeah. care. That's yeah, you know that's their problem. You know, eat, uh, how about but, September fifteenth? September. There you go. Yeah. Is that but, a, is, but, does that work? Yeah. You know what would assault all the, the heat show. in Vegas? A refreshing yeah. sip of Topo Chico. But they didn't have any in stores. <laughs> yes. Yes. Bring it with you. Well, we we we, we dodged that bullet. All right. Uh, let's. Eric, let's, remember when TP? Yeah. What's your yeah. one point? When TPE was there in May, right? Yeah. Last year, and I that wasn't was, there. Was nice. I thought that was an ideal time for a trade yeah. show. Yeah. I thought they had the, like a golden spot. No, yeah. it was. You're right. That's yeah. that's my point so on PCA that. PCA in May would be even better, maybe. All right, Bear, what did we learn yeah. about Guy Fieri being in the cigar industry and actually being involved in the trade show? It's a great question, Eric. Uh, we learned that um, that sometimes celebrity uh, extends beyond what they became famous for. We learned that, ce- that celebrity um, actually it can be a good thing in the cigar industry. Uh, and we also learned that the slow burn is well played at all times because uh, my good friend and fellow panelist this evening, Will Cooper, just didn't get Guy Fieri. He just didn't get it didn't all get year him. long. I just kept hearing, hearing Bear, I don't get it. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't think, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be around. I don't get it. I don't understand. I'm just not it. I'm like, okay, all right, Coop, no problem. And we explained to him, explained to him that his celebrity expanded beyond the Food Network, and that everyone who Guy Fieri was, including him, whether he watched any of his shows or not. And then victory Never was did. mine, gentlemen. Victory was mine, because at Vegas, I revealed to both Guy Fieri and Will Cooper at the same time that they are brothers of the same kind. <laughs> I am a fan. I will be watching him going forward. I think he's great for the industry. He yeah, won I'm you over. Awesome. So, because yeah. we have a bond. You're welcome, everybody. We have a bond that goes deep. You know, yes. well, let, Coop, let Coop expand on this. Yeah, go ahead. What is it? We eggs. Wait, you, you, you cut out. Hold on. You both hate eggs. We we, we both, both hate, hate eggs. eggs. Uh, yep. He hate eggs. How As is it? Guy Fieri oh. says. Guy Fieri says it's liquid chicken coming out of a unihole. That was a direct <laughs> 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 well, He's not wrong. I, and we gave we hugged we hugged the real brothers after yeah, that. They did. Who did? Who did? I didn't notice. Bear teased us up. I had no idea. I know, because I'm the man. You're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, thank you. Guy Fieri, uh, so Will Cooper got hugged by Guy Fieri and kissed by Rocky Patel, by Rocky Patel twice in one train. Wow, show. Holy dang. cow. Oh. Cooper, yes, I did. Killing it. A number one cigar of the year will do that. <laughs> <laughs> and a company of the award, I guess. What did you think, Emmett? I thought he was good. I mean, we got to meet him um, briefly at uh, Lozona Palooza, which was awesome. Uh, but yeah, I I think he's not. I mean, he's not just messing around. I think he's really serious about it. Um, he is. Evan. And the, yeah. the man's memory is incredible. Uh, so one of our guys met him for the first time. Um, I think it was Jason uh, during the show, and then later that night we had like a, a VIP kind of meet and greet. And it was probably five hours later, and no name tags. Guys like, hey Jason, how's it going? You mm-hmm. got you were the guys that gave us the '96. That's so awesome. I was like, oh, we were blown away by that. Wow. Yeah, I asked Eric Espinosa specifically. I said, hey. 
just be honest with me. What does Guy actually think of all of this? Does he like it? And he was like, you know what? He's having so much fun being a part of a new industry for him. Mm -hmm. He really likes it. He wants to do more of it. And so it just seems like it seems like a win-win for everybody. For sure. You know, There's so much hype around it. Like yeah. You can't go wrong there. All right, Coop, how about this one? What did we learn about the Fuente Padron collaboration? Oh, here we go. Well, we learned that you have a great product and a great launch and a historical launch, but we learned that uh, doing a product launch is not all that's cracked up to be. <laughs> you have to take care of the little details, <laughs> like, you know, making sure people can see and hear what you're talking about. Can we um, just cut I to the chase? That was the, that was the biggest. No, I think it was very, I mean, I think they should have had an area for the media. Uh. Um, I think it should have been a little more structured. They should have been prepared more for a crowd. Um it, it, I mean, look, the, the product speaks for itself. I mean, it's every. I mean, I'm looking at this yeah. thing; it's awesome. But I, I really think they could have like sent this thing to the stratosphere. It, they should, they could have just gotten so much more attention on social media with it. If it was live, I think they should have live streamed it, even if you weren't there, to, to show you what you're missing out on. So I think there were little details that needed to be done with that, um, and maybe that if if anything at that magnitude is done again, someone will learn from it. But you know, that's a minor. I think I think it's a. This is a great thing for the industry overall. Emmett? Coop's sugarcoating it. That was the big, pardon my French, that was the biggest shit show I've ever seen. <laughs> like, that was the, the worst, the worst possible way you could reveal a product in the history of products. I'm sorry, but well, that was so awful. Yeah, but they like had our, fireworks, Emmett. Our yeah, guys. Fireworks. Or Matt, I think well, I was Matt was the by one. Rocky when that happened. <laughs> Matt was the one up front, and, like, apparently... When they were getting ready to do this thing, they were like opening the mics up from like their packaging for the first time. Like they had never <laughs> yeah. tested these things out. So okay, so here's how this went down. So I I got a decent seat. It was we were pretty close to it. At like half an hour before this thing was supposed to start, uh, it was me and Matt Ty standing next to each other, um, and we had great great view. Like we should have had great uh, uh, um, shots and and be able to hear everything. And it was so packed, and there was no elevation on what they were doing. So by the time they were, they let all the families in front of everybody. Uh, so nobody could literally see anything. Nobody could hear anything because the microphones and speakers weren't working. And it, the only time the, mi the microphones also kept cutting in and out, so the only time uh, you could hear was when uh, uh, Carlito was cussing at for whatever. We, we couldn't <laughs> even hear what he was saying, but he was dropping F-bombs, and everyone was like, what? I don't, what's happening? And then the fireworks went off, and everyone was kind of scared for a second. Like, does it sound like gunshots? And <laughs> like, it was, oh, my God, it was so bad. Oh, also, uh, Sensei Luciano Morales says, what, we, what I learned from the trade show is that Eric never comes by to say hi to me. Oh. Ooh, burn. Oh. oh Shots gosh. fired. <laughs> Luciano, all I can tell you is I'm almost 57 years old, <laughs> and I walked, like it seems like I walked like 57 miles. So <laughs> I, it, I feel like I walked by every booth 12 times, Luciano. So if I didn't talk to you, it was only because you were busy talking to somebody else. Like, trust me on that one, my friend. Bear, um, what did we learn about the PCA attendance in 2022? Uh, we learned that it's that was up from the previous year, which uh, wasn't too hard of an accomplishment uh, just because it was the first year coming back in 2021. Uh, but we learned that um, we learned that po like positive vibes actually makes attendance grow. And here's what I mean by that. Yes, that's metaphorical. Uh, it doesn't a positive attitude doesn't necessarily make you two people, but it sure as hell feels a lot better when you're there. So uh, the, the vibes were oozing out of the halls, as we call them. And it's the day one and day two I felt was really good. 
um, depending on the side on day two, if you were on the uh, Espinosa uh, Fuente side, so the right side, if you're facing the trade show, it was packed pretty much all day. Um, but uh, but it was it was it was really good. So I, I feel like it was up overall, uh, and I felt that uh, I mean I saw on day four while there was some sparse uh, attendance on the floor. It was still not as bad as 2019 when it was practically empty. And there was business being conducted on day four. Hmm. We saw a lot of people. We couldn't actually get to all our interviews because we ha a lot of people were doing business on day late day three and day four. Coop, you have anything to add to that? I think we learned absolutely nothing about attendance this year, to be honest with you. We knew, we knew there was going to be an uptick going in. We knew there would be a drop down on uh, middle of day three. Um, that, that, that's not to say... That's not to say it, it's a good. It was good to see things in an upswing, uh, but we're still seeing a lot of the same patterns, more or less. And uh, you know, the the question I have is, you know, how do you do? How do you get this even further up? And and I'm not. Those are things that questions I have. I have to ask. I think there's things that the trade show still can do. But so I don't think I really learned anything other than it was kind of what we expected. Emmett. Yeah. Uh, so attendance was definitely up, but we're we're not back uh, up to where we were before COVID. Uh, the the absence of the big four still can't be ignored. I think um, I know as far as like media time that both you know like between general and Jewish state that's like half a day right there of of <laughs> interviews and um, yeah so it's just hard to ignore that those people still aren't there and I think the the extension of the hours was kind of a mistake like I feel like it either needs to be longer show hours or or have that last kind of half day not both it was kind of a a grind at the end there and then people are tearing down and you want to like talk to them and interview them, and it's not really a good vibe. What do you think, Jordan? Wait, I agree. Wait, uh, you thought you thought attendance was was not up to par with 2019? You thought 2019 was a more well-attended show? I think so. Don't you guys? Yeah, I would say so. God, no, I, they were I just, they were I up just, from it according to the press conference. I, I, was just yeah, yeah, I don't care. I don't care what they said. I, I disagree. I mean, I was there in 2019 and this At least the look of it to me was this this is the second slowest show I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I'd say it was like mm. 10 to 20 percent more people, um, 10 to 20 percent fuller. The smaller booths were bigger, and the bigger booths didn't get bigger. So everyone kind of just condensed down and spread out a little bit. So the show floor looked good. Uh, there wasn't that that problem that we had last year, where like half the show was cut off uh, by sheets. You know, there was just maybe the back corner was cut off. But so the the show felt good as as a layout. Um, uh, the second. The third and fourth day were basically pointless, I think. Um, I mean, nothing was going on on, e on either of those days. It's the last day, there was not even any of the figureheads there at all. It was just you go by a booth, and there'd be like 20 reps sitting in there with nobody to talk to. Um, but, but that's always the case, though. Um, but we had – we were. I mean, trust me when I say the last three or four booths that we were trying to hit, there was business – there was significant business being done. But we couldn't get inter I mean, interview. I mean, Omar is a great example for Pertel. I mean, we knew we had him on the sh we had him on the show in a couple weeks, but we couldn't get there. I mean, it was they were closing business at and this is we're looking around the one o'clock time frame. I mean, maybe we like had the, not the seen one that guy that was in the the trade show happened to be at Fertella booth. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, no, it was several booths we we hit this at. Um, I can tell you, it was quality importers. M Matilda was another one. Aventura. Yeah. We, we had, we had, we had to go. We had hour. to go back to Sutliff. We had to go back to Sutliff three or four times. We had to go back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and I haven't had that in a while. Yep. There we go, folks. Um, that kind of gives you a different uh, s uh, spectrum of the different coverage. Uh, as far as I, I thought. Um, 
day one, day two were great. Like it seemed like we were really rocking maybe back to uh, levels. Um, but And I expected day three and day four to be bad. Um, it always is. Uh, but I, I think at this point we should go, uh, honestly, if in a perfect world we go to two full days and one half day, and I think it would be a lot better. Like there's, yeah. there's no reason for a fourth day at this point. Um, that's just my opinion. All right. Now I'm going to talk about some brands. We're going to do half the brands before the commercial and half the brands after the commercial. These are going to be quick hitters, boys, unless there's something that we really need to dig our teeth into. Um, so I'm going to kind of go around the horn. I will ask one of you guys about a brand. If anybody has something they want to chime in about, that's completely fine. But otherwise, we'll just keep moving, 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 moving. Emmett, what did we learn about Alec Bradley 2022 trade show? We learned they really like uh, Broadleaf. Uh, <laughs> That's the, the double Broadleaf is exciting. Uh, the seven by seventy Project Forties are not for me, at least. Uh, and they had that kind of um, retro pack of uh, old releases they found the bands for and made uh, new and improved kind of blends for it. That was kind of exciting, um, but no, nothing huh,ge buzz drop worthy. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, kind of kind of milk toast for me, but. Those two things, if they stroke your fancy, that's cool. Here, I, I will say one thing, boys, about Alec Bradley. You know what? The, one thing I appreciate about Alec Bradley. Yeah, the mustache. Um, well, besides besides Bradley's amazing <laughs> the mustache, the mullet, and mullet, yeah. is I feel like Alec and Bradley, they're one of these like constants. Like they don't care what condition the show is in. Like, w- is there a lot of people? Is there a little people? Are we in a pandemic? Are we not in a pandemic? Is this a good year? Is this a bad year? It's like th- they're just doing their thing. Regardless, it, yeah. se- it seems like yeah. they just kind of do their thing regardless. And I will also say this. I bumped into Alan Rubin and I was kind of down at the time. I was like, oh, man, I'm so tired. Like, this really sucks. Blah, blah, blah. He gave me the most amazing pep talk. Yeah, it was it was next level. What did he say? Next level. It was like you're doing suck it up. You <laughs> you are in the cigar industry. You're. You're covering a cigar show. And like, you know, it was one of those things. And, like, by the time I was done, I was so jazzed about the cigar industry until I bumped into Jose Blanco. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Jose Blanco was like, it's, it's over, man. It's you know the end. You know something, though, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had more Pololo Cubano. It's not yeah. the same. Okay, um, let's move on. Uh, Bear, what did we learn about Ace Prime? Uh, we learned that uh, we learned that for the second consecutive year, they arguably had one of the best shows on the trade show floor. Sure, sure. Uh, we learned that yeah. um, that the factory that powers Ace Prime uh, not only powers Ace Prime, but uh, several other companies, not just in their booth. Um, and uh, we learned that uh, uh, Luciano Mireles, uh can honor his uh, late mother with a dynamite broadleaf of a cigar. Excellent. Well said. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, well said. Go ahead. Listen, I think Luciano Morales is the next rock star in this industry right now as far as a blender goes. Um, he's the biochemist to the cigar industry, what I'll just say. And you are seeing it with the products that he's doing. Um, I am not a wine guy by any means, and I'm not a pairings guy. I went to that pairings uh, seminar. He did it uh, that night. Emmett, you were there? Yeah, it was great. And I was blown. I was blown away. And and he is such an educator and a teacher. You know, we talk about Jose being the professor. Luciano's the next generation of that. I I I am so impressed with him. 
My insignia cycle, I'll talk about that a lot, was blew me away as well. What a cigar. Yeah, that pairing. You're just uh, happy because he gave you a 60 gauge. That's all. <laughs> if you have a chance to find that wine and that cigar, do it, guys. It's, oh. it's a really, yeah. really good combo. One bottle made it back. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, Coop, what did we learn about Cavalier? Mm. What we learned about Cavalier is that they don't just have to keep going with the Cavalier Geneva branding that they've had, the, the, right. the gold diamond. I was really impressed with Inner Circle, uh, the branding, and the cigar. And I know that Sebastian and Brian were a little worried about this, but they're fine. I mean, and and I think this, I think it's just they did a great job. I was worried they were going to do something like ridiculously gimmicky with this, right? And they didn't. They, they, they delivered great packaging, a, a really nice. A couple of people spoke to one agree with me. It's a very good blend. I think. This was a great job they did. So they're not a one-trick pony is, is what I'll say. Um, I'll add to that. Uh, I, I'm not super jazzed with the band on that thing. I, I don't really understand what it is. But the cigar itself is really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Reminds so, me of All Out King's branding. It, it was a really, mm. really good cigar. And that's really, in, in the end, that's really all that matters. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm not going to do backflips over the, I don't even know what that logo is. Like, were I can't you, really. Were you expecting tell. a circle? I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean that M. It's a little on the nose, like, Eric. It's it, a little on the nose. I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> the way it like, comes down from like the lower left corner, I, like where's it? Where's this line coming? I from? don't even. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I, I can't understand it. But that doesn't matter. It was a great. It really was a really really good cigar. Uh, good job Emmett, they did, yeah. Yeah, Emmett. What did we yeah. learn about Crown Heads? Uh, we learned that uh, Tim Osgener is back, and his cigars are really good. Mm. Um, I think the Crown Heads Ace Prime booth was was. Probably my favorite booth at the show. Like th those guys killed it this year. They had so many new releases, and they're all really good. Um, Tim's a really nice guy. Uh, I got to have a good chat with John Huber, um, and he had nothing but good things to say about Tim and and uh, Miguel. And yeah, I think that company is is in the right direction. And yeah. that the new factory. Well, it's not new anymore, but uh, the Pachardo factory is just kind of giving them new life. I think. Any other thoughts, boys? You know, I'll just say this about John, and we butted headed over the years. Um, there were some really nice things he said to me personally this year at the booth, uh, and I was really appreciative of that. Um, nice. And he has, and in the last few years, I think he has done a very good job. And he's got this, he's got his own little coalition. I, I'm not supposed to call it a coalition, it's a strategic alliance. Um, so I think they're doing. A, I mean, great. I think I agree. One of the best booths for sure. All right, um, Bear. What did we learn about Steve Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust? We learned that when Steve's really bored and really hot, that he likes to take off his pants and drag his nuts across <laughs> the cold floor. <laughs> that is true. We yeah. learned that, too. Yeah. I don't even know if that's a story I ever want to hear again. But <laughs> we, we, all, we also learned that, that uh, as professional as I am in a video interview, that if you say the words, I don't know what to do with my chubby four times in one minute, I'm going to chuck <laughs> That was... What's going to happen? Um, stay tuned for the rest of the great interview because I thought it was pretty damn good. But um, no, we learned that we learned that Steve does Steve does what Steve does, and and he's he's a master marketer. He is a master understanding of this industry. He knows how to play it well. He knows how to make great cigars. He knows where to get the he knows where to get good tobacco. He knows how to make good blends. And he knows the right pattern in which to do it. It's I, I, I really don't think 
I really don't think. I know we were all questioning the the Stillwell Star experiment last year, and we'll say what you want about the cigars themselves. Personally, like to, I don't think um, I don't think anyone can say that he's had a misstep. Um, I think it's 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 been a pretty incredible seven plus years for him, um, and um, I mean. I mean, just hats off to another solid trade show, and he didn't release another regular production item. They were all limited stuff. So, Bear, and, did you think he had, great, he had a great year for a second that he might have had a Munchies spinoff? Let's face it, boys. Did you guys all think that this was some sort of like uh, Munchies oh, the, the Sasquatch poo? I, I thought no. when I saw this on no, Facebook, not at all. When I saw this on Facebook, no. I thought, oh my gosh, he's. He's he's poking fun. He's poking the bear. <laughs> oh, I thought he's poking fun. I thought he was. To- it's a total troll move. But it's yeah. like, no, um, this is chocolate, guys. This is this is actually edible food. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. If you guys remember, you may not remember in 2015 when Moya Ruiz released the Chinese finger trap, the beatdown I got on the air with from Steve about publishing that stuff. There was no way in hell he was gonna do that. Hmm. I thought there maybe no he would way. do it yeah. just for trolling purposes. He, he did troll. He, he, he just didn't do the cigar. He just didn't do it. He doesn't cigar. need the resort. He does not need the resort to that. To, you know, his cigars are well constructed. His cigars taste good, so he doesn't need to do that. Fair enough. They don't uh, smell like dirty. They don't smell like dirty diapers, good. <laughs> well, that, was, that was that was a quote, right, Eric? That was a quote. That was, okay. And that was I, a quote. I do stand by that. I love you, Risty, but those smell like dirty diapers. All right, um, <laughs> Coop. What did we learn about Espinosa Premium cigars at the PCA trade show? Um, well, we learned that they need to have better uh, furniture to get magnets to stick, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, think, I think what we learned is that uh, obviously a celebrity could bring a booth uh, to make a crowded booth, like insanely crowded. And Espinosa had a tremendous show without Guy Fieri there. And no, this yeah. year now they have one of the booths and everyone was talking about that. Uh, but we also, you know, what they did a really good job, I think, at rounding out parts of the portfolio. I'm not a big fan of limiteds, but I think their limiteds were all intriguing to me. You know, you had Warhead 8, uh, the new Saints Provincias, um, the Chef's Edition from uh, uh, the Knuckle Sandwich, which was very good, by the way. And, uh, of course, 10-year anniversary. I think 10-year anniversary really got lost this year. Two different ones. guy. Mm, the two right. different ones. Different I, think ones. It, I think the releases were also very limited uh, in terms of box production, at least for one of them. So I think it got a little overshadowed, but everything's going to get overshadowed when, when you have a, like a guy like a rock star in the booth. So. Right. All right. Yeah. Uh, well said. Uh, Emmett, what did we learn about Foundation Cigars? Nick's back, baby. <laughs> he's back at, literally at the trade show, which was awesome. And he's back with new blends. Uh, he's got the Olmec, which is a new regular production. Super exciting. Haven't got to light it up yet, but... Heard good things, and he brought a couple other new sizes, and uh, brought the Menelik in a new size. What was the other? Um, Signature. I don't know how to say. Oh it. yeah, this, the new High Clark cancel. Yeah, super exciting. Yeah. I think it was one a good job. I think they took a good job. Yeah. Yeah, I think one cool thing with that was like, without Drew Estate, you kind of lose that like kind of fun booth with the cool music and all that sort of stuff. And then when there was no Drew Estate and no foundation, it was really dry. Like at least at least Nick brings like. You know, he's the reggae music is blasting, yeah. and so that that was a nice. If it kind of made me feel like you know maybe PCA is coming back, baby. Somebody's, Not only is Nick coming back, yeah. but PCA is coming back. So, yeah. yeah, somebody's got to be annoying. Yeah. You like the, the loud, loud music? music here? Yeah, yeah. In a booth, no, we, had to, we, had to turn, we had to turn it off. 
We had him turn it off. Well, we when we were doing our interview, so do we. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, yeah. you're walking around, you're hearing the music. Like, I like that. Like, it's fun. It okay. gives you some flavor. It wasn't obnoxiously loud music. Yeah. It's just, okay, so know. I got a bone to pick with everyone else except it was, it, it actually was, <laughs> hey, You know what, actually? The volume this year was really good. Yeah. Uh, it was really so, good. Yeah. No, I will give you that. All right. I got a bone to pick with everyone except Emmett here. Perfect. We did the stock market show. And it came up foundation, and I put a buy in there. And all you guys crapped yeah. on me for doing the buy. Who's looking good now, baby? <laughs> you're looking, you're looking you're now, baby. You, baby. <laughs> you, baby. You're looking super good. Well, you got to remember, the stock market is a snapshot. Yeah. Hey, Coop, good, good on you, man. I bet you made some money oh, on that good. stock I, because yeah. I think you were you right. You're all high on them now. Look at this now. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Where's he yeah. Going? You're right. You're, you are right about oh, that. Yeah. And Bear, you too. You, you were not high on I, Dude, I said you. I said you're right, baby. You're feeling good. You okay. feel good. Good job. All right. Wait, All right. Last one before the P- commercial. Pucker up. Pucker up for another kiss. <laughs> La- last one before the commercial break. Uh, Bear, what did we learn? This is an unknown brand to most people, but you're smoking it right now. What did we learn about Freud cigars? Uh, we learned that Freud cigars uh, has a has a really awesome, fanta- fantastic background. Um, you know that may get lost to everyday smoker. You know the names. Uh, you know not everybody. Everybody in this room does, but not everybody knows who Eladio Diaz is. Not everybody knows who Weber Ventura is. Um, but I promise you, after smoking some of their cigars and seeing what they're all about and what Luis, Luis Torres and his partners are bringing to the table, they will. Yeah. All right. Yeah, um, th- th- I think this is a company to watch. Um, I th- we, you know, they left early, and I just want to say that I've heard of a couple people leaving early because of exposure to COVID. Just you know, I, I started hearing that tonight. Just so you know, so I, you know, we I didn't get a chance to meet them in person, but we did interview them, and uh, right before the show, and and I'm telling you, Eladio, Weber, these are guys to watch right now. I think they're they're doing the right things here, and if the cigar the cigars produce, as Bear said, they're going to do well. All right, very well, very good. Um, uh, by the way, uh, Jordan and I were very intrigued with that brand. Um, we did that interview. Um, it was it was it was all right. It wasn't one of our better interviews. Uh, <laughs> interview is all right, but I'm still intrigued. Luis is actually he takes a little while I think to get to know him because yeah. we had him for a full interview. He was. I mean, I thought he was. You know, like sometimes it takes a little time to break the ice with it right. and stuff of the show. I'll blame. I, I think I'll a, blame myself yeah. on that one. I'll blame myself. No, on have, that we one. have. We have days like we all. I've had days like that too. It happens. Yeah. All right, folks. This show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Enjoy the best prices on your favorite brands such as Romeo, Julieta, Monte Cristo, Crown Heads, Davidoff, and many more. Make sure to try one of their exclusive lines such as the Drew Estate Nightshade or the limited edition Alec and Bradley Wagyu. Celebrate over 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today at JR Cigars. Folks, this is episode 339 of Smoke Night Live. It's Friday Night Herf, and right now we're figuring out with a panel of experts, what we learned from the 2022 PCA trade show. We've got William Cooper. We've got Bear. We've got Emmett. They're all on the show tonight. And boom, we're going to go right back into it. Emmett, we're going to start with you, brother. Yeah. What we did we learn about Illusioni in 2022? Ooh. So we learned that Fred Rui is an awesome addition to that company. Uh, he did our interview and he was great. Uh, he, I think he's a perfect fit for that brand. Um, he, 
he t- he knew everything that was going on. He was very you know charismatic and took care of us. That was great. Great addition for Fred. Good for him. Um, <laughs> Fred also told me that he has no ambitions, no intention of ever making a cigar of his own ever again. Just to clear that up. So that, <laughs> that was I was really excited to ask him that. He totally shot it down. So. Well, I shot that down. Uh, so we also learned that uh, Lucione is rebranding all of their lines, and it's got it's all it's all got a new look. I don't know what you guys thought about how it all looked. Uh, that was really different. Um, I'm not. I'm still not sure if I if I like it better or not. But it was definitely a a more uh, composite look for all the lines together to kind of look the same, but with different colors. And he, they did release a new um, Habana version of the uh, oh, which line was it that they really uh, helped me out, guys? The original uh, documents. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Habana original nice. documents. Uh, so there's a new line coming out to look forward to. Lots of cool stuff out of Blue. So Man. is the re? I we me and Sensei didn't do their booth. But oh yeah, the other guy, the B team did that booth. <laughs> the uh, B team. <laughs> but is the rebrand just the original documents and the Maduro, or does no, it extend across? It's the everything. Day? Okay, it's, that was the impression I got. They had pretty much everything on display. All the singular, uh, all the ultra. Uh, it's all different now, but it's all like a slightly different um, color shade to kind of differentiate. Um, yeah, it's got a cohesive look, and and I think the original documents needed that because yeah. most people don't know that all those cigars are the original documents. They just think like, oh, what's that H L thing? You know, what's right? They all have li- different Lance. letters on their on oh. their bands, and they think those are different cigars. They're all in the yeah. same line. We we learned one other thing that's not being talked about, and Barrett yeah. didn't even come up what's with that? our interview. AJ Fernandez is making that Habano, not oh. not Agonorsa. I don't know if I knew that. That that's interesting it, right there. Yeah, I'm just telling you, I came, it didn't come out in a lot of interviews, but I'm telling you, it came out. Wow. So very um, very that was interesting. A little surpri- yeah, it was a little surprise. So that was interesting. I thought that was very interesting that that happened. Mm. All right, Coop. Uh, we, we oh, go ahead, go ahead, Bear. I was gu- I was gonna say we did learn that uh, Dion was very appreciative of the fact that we were the only people to bring up the uh, collaboration he did with STG and the whole. Uh huh. Yes. I heard that. Has anyone smoked it yet? We were supposed to. Mm. But, from, but, we were but supposed the man to. of a thousand excuses couldn't deliver the cigars to us. Mm-hmm. Justin. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> for the, for, I was going to say, say the name so we don't, so Dion no, doesn't No, I said it. I said the man of a thousand excuses, Justin Andrews. Okay. All right, uh, let's move on. Uh, Coop, what did we learn about uh, La Flor Dominicana? You know, I think we learned that Lito Gomez Jr., if you watched him in action in the booth, I mean, the products, first of all, it was great to put him in the back. But, I'm, you know, I see with Tony, and now I'm seeing it with Lito Jr. They, this, the future of that company is in very good hands with those two brothers. And Lito, who's still a very young guy, he came across as, a vet, as someone who's very seasoned, very veteran, um, very professional. And it's a great sign when you see both, both the sons. You know, Tony's obviously been doing this for a while now. I've seen Lito Jr. do this. Um, I haven't smoked the cigar yet, but I've heard some good things about it. I have the cigar. So I think they're in really good hands. Um, Lito, if he wants to retire at some point, this company's going to do well. What did you think of the um, the NFT that they were doing? The s- seven people can buy it and so forth. You know, I get why they're doing it. I'm not a fan of this this voodoo voodoo uh, <laughs> currency <laughs> stuff, right? Okay, boomer. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm not a. But I mean, I uh, I uh, I am interested in smoking the cigar. So uh, I, because I've had Andalusian Bull in other sizes that have not been released, and I think every one of those other sizes smokes better than the the, the Figurado that's out on the market. I agree. So. 
Uh, so uh, I, so I mean, I think it's okay. They get it's giving them some attention the NFT thing. So, but I'm just I don't get. It. I'm not a fan of this. That no. What about the, the Ashtrays, NFT guys? Stuff. Well, they were they were already out, but yeah, gr- I mean, you I had seen the M&M before, ashtray. Yeah, that was so was. cool. They're doing like yeah. resin pours for like ashtrays. It's really cool. And they're kind of like a side project. I, I have I one of those ashtrays, great. and I don't use it actually. It's too it's pretty so nice. to use. <laughs> now, Bear, yeah, Bear, you you groaned a minute ago. I heard a groan. I heard a I heard like a bear groan. Like if you were coming out of hibernation, like what what were you groaning about? Oh, I just about? thought it was I thought it was sacrilegious that, to suggest that the Andalusian bull isn't. Uh, Good the way it but is. you haven't Grotto smoked the Toro, or have you? I have smoked the Toro. Thank you very much. You, the Toro is much fine. better. Would you well, agree the, the Toro is better? But that's fine. The 25th anniversary no. was the same thing too, right? Basically, like, and I thought that was light yeah, years, and I that was better light years better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The 25th. Yeah, it's the yeah, same it's blend. Very close. Yeah, it's or based on that same blend. The yeah. Ecuadorian. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on. Uh, I like to keep it rocking and rolling. Bear, what did we learn about McAuliffe? Uh, we learned that they kept every promise they made 30 months ago when they penned a letter saying exactly what they were going to do, what their intentions were. We learned that their commitment to the brick and mortar is real. Um, and they even uh, illustrated it with uh, a, a fantastic booth and the way that they laid out their strategy and everything. I mean, it's the first time in history, I think, that a brand is so transparent with their retailers about what they have in stock, what they have to offer, and what they bring to the table. Um, I thought, um, yeah, that's what we learned. We learned that they're they're completely transparent about everything, which is refreshing. All right, anybody else on that one? Listen, they 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 did some stuff at that booth I had never seen done before. Namely, say uh, this publication didn't work for us. Oh yeah, they're, uh, they're taking this, shots. This retailer didn't work for us. Um, they showed a lot of their analytics stuff um, in terms of their inventory. It's maybe a little too uh, th- transparent. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting, but they're making a statement here um, because this is stuff that they have talked about in the past. And I think the next step they have is the products, which I think they'll come. I think they're, you know, I've had a lot of discussions with these guys, and I know they're going to be getting better tobacco and things like that. So that's going to come. Uh, but definitely, I think, like I said, it was a very different show than they had in 2019, which they had a nice booze but didn't really have much to offer. Yeah, they, li- so they literally they- had a cigar aficionado ad and a pile of cash, like it was like twenty grand, like yep. illustrating they we'll did. never we'll never do this <laughs> again. I was Jeez. like, wow, okay, <laughs> that's yeah. That's I mean, that's a dis- ballsy descriptive. Move <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think they they don't when you know people might think of it like, oh god, they're burning some bridges. I don't think they don't they. I, I think it's parent. They don't feel like they're burning a bridge. They're making a commitment to the brick and mortar, a true commitment to brick and mortar. And I'm not, I'm not trying to cast aspersions on other companies, but there are companies out there that, like, say they're committed to brick and mortar and they sell out to big box every fucking time, and they're yep. not going to do it. All right, very good. Uh, Emmett, what did we learn about quality importers? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, so we learned quality importers has a, kind of a different vibe now, like, Michael Giannini and uh, their, the, the new president, I can't remember his name. Um, uh, Alec, Alec Goldman. Thank you. Uh, so, yep. yeah, between the two of them, like, it's a pretty different vibe over there. Like, they're, they, they claim that they're going to be, you know, getting back into innovation. And they had some cool stuff to show, like that, yeah. that um, rotating cutter that, like, snaps shut. That was pretty yeah. cool. Like, I, don't, I didn't get a chance to cut a cigar with it, but I'm excited to try it. Like, that thing seems pretty sweet, and they have a lot of new stuff. That's Do you cool. think that's a little reinventing the wheel? 
I don't know. Is it though? I don't know. Did you use it? Don't, don't. I didn't. Man, I, we we're we're on the nose all night with these comments. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hear, here's the thing. Why is this any better than this? <laughs> well, but it, no, but it snaps shut. It like snaps. snaps. Yeah, shut. so you can just kind of twist it to the ang- to the opening that you want. Don't they all line snap it up? shut? No, on its own. Like so, you open it, <laughs> twist it to open it. You line up your cut, and then you let go. Ooh, and it that seems like that could blow up some heads. Well, yeah, you could lose a finger, but I think it's cool. I will say this, though. I think that Michael is the perfect addition to quality importers because he's he kind of embodies this, uh, you know, the look of himself with the fashion and the boots and all that sort of stuff. Yep. And, like, he's, he's like an innovative person, yeah. and they're trying to be an innovative brand. Kind of seems like... That's a really good match. I think so. Yeah, like, I, I didn't know yeah. what to think about it at first at the announcement, but after you know meeting with him in the booth and hearing him talk about it, I think it's a good fit. Luciano yeah. says he doesn't like it. Hmm. Oh, so the Luciano. only thing I'll, the only thing I'll say is let's not give Michael too much credit on these th- these projects were in motion long before he came here. So and sure. we yeah. talked to yeah. them last year. We talked to them last year, Bear and our team, and they were really. I think last year we saw a lot of the innovation get released. Uh, you know, with Danilo and Jimmy, I think they're. I think there's certainly they had some very good products last year. I mean, and I think this was a continuation. So we haven't really seen what Michael's going to do there yet. Wait, Coop, Coop. I don't. I don't know if you quite heard me on that one. Let me try to say it again in a better way. Maybe this might okay. change what you're thinking. I'm not giving Michael credit for these innovations. I'm saying they're making innovations, but they never had a figurehead that. Right. Go- I'll agree. You I'll agree 100%. Saying? Yeah. Ever so since okay, I misunderstood. Kippel left. Right. Yeah. So now all of a sudden they have this guy that's interesting and and can maybe uh, make people understand these innovations right. because he himself is innovative. Extreme. I'm on board with that. Right. Like he's kind of that. an yeah. extreme cat. And he's a face. Uh, yeah. He's, they, a, he's yeah. a face. So that's yeah. that's all I was saying, Coop. Um, yep. All right, okay. Coop. Let's go back to you. Matt Booth recently acquired by STG in general. What did we learn about Room 101? That General could find a way to sell their cigars at the trade show. (laughs) 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 Am I wrong? Because those were not, those two releases were in the Sancho Plaza, they were not Room 101 branded cigars. They were other, uh, what do you call it, the Sancho Plaza is not even being sold under Ford, it's being sold under General. So there you go, you had a way of kind of getting into the trade show with that. Um, I thought it was quite interesting. I was wondering why all those guys were in the booth, and then when 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 it, when the stuff got pulled out, I said, "Here's why." They what'd found you, a way to get some stuff and sold in the trade show. What do you think, Bear? Um, I what did, what did we learn? We learned that uh, that that Matt Booth can still steal the show, and that Matt Booth yeah. is going to be Matt Booth for as long as he possibly can. That uh, I think there were a lot of questions about, like, well. He'd be able to be the Matt Booth that we all expected, you know, ex- you know, have come to love and expect. And well, I can tell you that he opened up my interview with his with him placing my his microphone on my nuts. So I think <laughs> sure, that answers sure. the question. What did you think, Emmett? So I learned that uh, Matt Booth can play some Street Fighter. Mm. Man, okay, so, so we started out our interview with with him and I just it just straight cut to us playing Street Fighter, and I was pretty confident. Like I used to play back in the day. I'm like, oh, I got this guy. He kicked my butt. Wow. He, he's good at Street Fighter. So I'm I, shocked because I know. you're pretty good at those games. I know. I thought, yeah, he got me. Man, that was, that was a fun interview, too. That was great. All right. You guys uh, are soft. You guys are soft with this one. Come on. You brought the fire. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, what you brought is the that? Fire, Come man. on. 
Go ahead, go ahead, Coop. Let's well, hear it. No, I'm just saying that was a huge story that was going on at that booth. And we're talking about Matt talking Max talking yeah. nuts. Yeah, well, good on them for taking advantage <laughs> of an opportunity. I mean, I mean, did anyone even talk about the Room 101 products that he came out with? Yeah, no, the, the no, we're pinky? talking about talking about No, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Yeah. Those, yeah, were, was, those were those were those were those were front and center. You're absolutely right. I was debating That's on a big theme though. How to add those into Dojoverse because we have you know like sort of like parent brand, sub-brand uh, kind of collaborations that we'll list on each cigar. And I'm like, do I list those as like as like general and then Room 101? I don't think so because he's not. they're not Room 101 cigars at all. He, they're they, not, have his, they're not. they have his name no. on the back of the box. Like he kind of like had something to do with it, but they're not Room 101 cigars. I think he only had something to do with the packaging, it sounds like, at least on one of them. But maybe right. he did. No, the only yeah, rumors Matt the, was running the around the with these Sancho guys for a while. Has, has I, I, the Sancho Panza Packaging has his name written all over. I think, yeah, oh, I, I think both of them do. I thought both of them did. I think both of them do. And here's here's what I, after like, like meditating on this for a couple days since we've been gone, I think I've like really just like clarified in my mind. I'll see what you guys think about this. With think of general in general, right? Think of General Cigar Company in general, right? And when Rick Rodriguez left, it seemed like. So that was like the last. I mean, maybe yeah. kind, maybe kind of Sean Williams ish, but you don't really see him that often. Like he's in certain he's in certain lounges and stuff, but you don't really see him that much. It seemed like all of a sudden I, I realized it just hit me like a million pounds in my head, Emmett. Like, oh, like I get it now. Like General needed some. They needed somebody, some personality. So it was a genius move by Justin to bring in. Matt, because with Rick leaving, who was left? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they, yeah, I mean, Sean, like I said, he's a different, he kind of goes with a different channel. You know, that's more the luxury. Kohiba's a different right. animal, I would say, but you're right. I think, you know, certainly uh, Matt is a creative guy. And, uh, you know, I think so you're right. I think he could fill that role that Rick had, um, for sure. Kind of being, kind of being somebody that's of interest that people want to gravitate towards. Yeah. Like, without Rick there, there was like nobody left. Like so, this seems like a good move to me. All right, uh, let's move on to Bear. Bear, what did we learn about Tatawahe? Uh, we we learned that uh, Pete knows how to carry the momentum from a banner year into a trade show and do it well and execute it well. Uh, we learned that uh, he actually can bring uh, multiple regular productions as well as well as those limited edition yep. projects and be successful in both arms. Um, and uh, we learned that uh, that while we didn't have the traditional th uh, conclusion conclusion to day three interview with him, it was still just as nice to speak with him on the morning of day four, even though you want to ban yeah. the day, Eric. So, <laughs> yeah. okay. I think that also, I mean, some of us that uh, might have been paying attention to Tatuai on a closer level might have already known this, but like I think they're trying to explain how their brand works now better and with the addition of the Tusla like now that the Tusla is on some of these prior cigars it becomes more clear that oh the Capia Especial is always the Sumatra wrapper the Broadleaf subband is always the Broadleaf the and then the regular is the Habano and then now you have the Tusla is always the Mexican so now all of a sudden you take these prior brands that we knew and they might have formerly just seemed like one-offs but now it's like no, it's the same blend. Just here's here's the T110 and the uh, in the Mexican, the Sumatra, 
the broadleaf, and the habano. I think they're doing a lot a what, what Terrence has done with Agonorsa. They're doing a lot uh, with some of these other brands in trying to um, – um, even, even Illusioni, um, they're striving uh, – Maybe I almost feel like Terrence should get credit for a lot of this. Like People are realizing like people need to understand – the consumer needs to understand our line a little bit better. And so, like, Tatawahe is another one that's doing that as well. Coop, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I kind of agree that Pete's, Pete's branding was all over the place, and it is getting streamlined a, a lot better um, as far as that goes, um, for sure. I mean, I think Tatawahe, it's, it's, it's still a big animal. It's still a confusing brand. You know, there's, there's things like Cabalguan, you know, which is, and then you have Tuxlo, which is kind of a horizontal brand, so to speak, where it crosses a lot of different things. So, but I think Pete has made an effort to to simplify that a lot more. And Bear said, I think you know he came out with some very com- compelling. I think you know the Veracruz Blue uh, is a very exciting cigar. Um, and also, you know, I think that there's better. The Garcias are growing better tobacco, and I think it's showing in the products. That's kind of like maybe a. A story in, within a story there. Because the stuff he's been doing the last year has been very good. All right. Um, Emmett, I'm going to go to you on this one because yeah. you're smoking it. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Rick Rodriguez, what did we learn about the brand new West Tampa line from Rick Rodriguez? Uh, so we learned that the cigars are legit, I think. Um, I'm smoking this uh, white one right now. is isn't as good as the black. Uh, the one I had uh, at the show was special. Um we learned that Rick is uh, committed to his, you know, family brand, and it, I think he's in a good spot. Uh, it was kind of a special interview. Like we were, we were his first interview at the show, and uh, he was our first interview, and he kind of, you know, teared up a little bit, maybe, um, you know, getting into it. But it was great. Uh, I think he's really passionate about it, and the cigars are really good. You know, I hadn't had much experience with this factory before, but um, it's really solid. So, any other thoughts, boys? Oh boy! I was a little um, concerned that Boost was kind of quiet for about the last two days. Very quiet. I mean, we were in there. It was much more crowded the first day, but it was you know I just I would have expected more traffic. It was it was probably a bigger boost than what they needed to be fair with it. Um, I I'm not. I've got to see what happens. I think his next release is going to be very important here. Um, this one was kind of done, and he's kind of talked about it. You know. He kind of, kind of did this one behind the scenes with an unknown factory for a reason, because he was still had, he was still with General. But now, let's see what the next release is going to bring. Uh, with because look, I think Rick is an, a quality human being. He's a he's a very good person, Rick. Um, so, and I think the other guy to watch it behind the scenes is Gus Martinez, who came in. Also, he's a former General guy. I had a chance to talk with Gus, and uh, I think Gus is going to be very good for that brand. So. Uh, just with a lot of the business, marketing, and branding stuff, I think Gus can do that piece well. Any final thoughts, Bear? Yeah, I, I mean, I hate to, I hate to poo-poo, especially after that very touching recanting that Emmett just gave, and and, and we had a, <laughs> we had a very similar story, um, you know, a very similar interview with him. I, I think it's, I think it's incredible that he's getting to work with his family because I asked him why, why did he want to do this, and he said it, it was a, an easy answer, Bear. It's family, and that was very yeah, touching. Yeah, and yeah. That's great. Um, it really is. He, uh, as Coop said, he's a, he's a great personality. Um, he's a great person. Um, I've got, I just got to be honest, guys. The last few years at General, uh, I just question his ability to make a cigar. Um, I really do. And I've sampled the West Tampa uh, thing. Not fair, right? We always talk about trade show stuff. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad Emmett had a great experience. I hope to have a similar experience. 
but it's a wait and see for me at best, guys, because I just, his, I mean, the reputation lately just speaks for itself. I think it's just unfortunate. And to Coop's point, the booth, the booth was dead. I mean, it was just dead. And I mean, I watched it a lot. Not, I watched that booth a lot. Well, just, yeah. All right. You know, um, fair enough. Unfortunate. Well, we'll we'll see how that plays out in the future. Um, last brand that we'll discuss. Then we're going to a couple other topics uh, to finish the show. Coop, what did we learn about United Cigars? They, I tell you what, what a show they had. If you didn't get to that booth, they were my pick going into the show. As far as a spectacular, have a spectacular show, and I'm counting the selected tobacco piece, which is the Atabay Byron Bandolero. Uh, they introduced two new selected tobacco brands, uh, the Alfonso, which is kind of a hybrid of Atabay and Byron, and the uh, the Nelson, which is a little more amped up uh, Byron. There's also, uh, I'm sorry, the, there's a new Byron. I'm sorry, there's a new Byron, right? The 1850. That's the amped up Byron. Uh, and there's also the Nelson, which is another line. So they, they've been, they really kind of, if you're kind of sick of Atabe Byron Bandolero, you have a lot to look forward to. Um, that Red Anchor is the oldest cigar brand, like, supposedly <laughs> out there. They've gotten the, the markers for that. And they can go in and, um, you know, I, I know a couple people smoke that Red Anchor. It's a $25 cigar, but it's really good. And here, guess what? They have a lot of smaller brands that are budget friendly where you, if you want good smokes for under ten dollars you can get it uh united is no longer the dave garofalo brands and nelson and alfonso they've taken this thing to another level and um i think they're really i think you know they they they're quite they're, they're distributing those arnold andre brands out of europe arnold andre is not a small player so united is playing at a high level right now and i think it's just the beginning this was a banner show they had this year Coop, you, you didn't get think that boost, the... you missed out what, right. did you, what did you think of the artwork on the Nelson cigar? I have some thoughts, but I want to hear what you thought. Um, the, the Nelson, right? The Nelson or the yeah, Alfonso? Yeah, the, the cheaper. Well, isn't uh, the Nelson I, I, the, the more entry-level one? one? Yeah. Yeah, I yes. thought it was fine. Um, I think, again, it was, you're not trying to do the artwork levels maybe of the Alfonso and the Byron, but but I thought it was fine. I know you have, you guys, Jordan and Eric, you have a little more eye for that stuff. So maybe this thing you saw that I didn't, but I didn't have any problem with it. Well, I didn't think uh, it reminded I, me of Cornelius and Anthony. Yeah, yeah that's exactly my thought. Yeah, yep. you know what? I didn't even, I then, didn't think of that. The old uh, retro. Yeah, yep. you're right. I mean, I don't know Sorry. the backstory of the cigar, but just the name Nelson should not be on a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, his name? It's the guy's name. <laughs> but then, but it, but hey, they're gonna come out with a shorter version of it. They're gonna call it the Half Nelson. Hey, hey. hey. See, 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 I can do it too, guys. Yeah, see, I love it. Hey, man, yeah, you know, I, I, Harry Colon is a guy's name, too, but I wouldn't <laughs> name a cigar. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, just, I'm just throwing that out there. I, I, here's the way I felt when I walked into the United booth. It was as if I walked into the Davidoff booth in, like, 1792 before anybody knew what Davidoff was. There was literally not a soul. <laughs> it was literally not a soul in that booth. And I was like, what are these guys doing? They have this fancy, amazing, incredible booth with all this fancy product and there's literally not a person within 20 uh, oh, yards they, they were triple booked when we were in there uh, and we were first well we okay had, right, yeah, there, was, there was there was not a lot of walk through traffic and i think maybe people were too intimidated like it was just so nice they didn't want to like it wasn't yeah, you don't even they, know how to go, the get in there there's like one door and there's like <laughs> yeah. this giant it, they were in the box. far back on the left no you people missed out that was a boost um yeah. but we like i said they were triple booked when we were in there and we we were we, because we took a long time to go through that that thing, and 
Um, they could, like I said, they could have been more accommodating to us. And yeah. uh, I was gonna say, very to grateful. The, to I all mean, no, that that Atabe humidor. If, you're, if you don't like that Atabe humidor, then there's nothing that's gonna please you. Is what I'm just gonna say. <laughs> they I do make I some really, that. really cool oh, looking yeah. product. Yeah, I'll yeah, say they, that. They, they they really and look that Eric. I like that retro feel. I kind of mm-hmm. felt that was, you know, United has a lot of history, that brand. It yeah, yeah. Back a century. I like so, that, too, I know yeah. it's selected tobacco, but I, I liked it. Um, yeah. No, their, their it, product know, is gorgeous. There's no it, doubt it, about it really, that. It really, you know, with Davidoff not there, United could pick it up as far as being that high-end luxury brand right. in there. Right? All right. Like so tobacco specifically. That's it for the brands that we're going to discuss. Let's go on to some other topics. Uh, Jordan, what did we learn about Las Vegas hangovers? Mm. Oh, um... They, I, I didn't have any of them. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. You, le- you learned that. You did it right then. But I, re- I did learn that if you're in a pool, you have to go to the bathroom about 20 times more often than if you're not in the pool. Please tell me that well, you got out of the how pool. How you solve well, that problem yeah, you just stay is in you there. just go in the pool. <laughs> how are they going to know? Wait a second. How, how, how old are you? <laughs> Why? It's taking you this many years to figure that out? I don't. Why I don't, is that though? I don't think any of these other guys understand that when you come from altitude like we do, like Emmett and Jordan and I, like you can drink like a fish in Las oh, Vegas. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. it nothing. It doesn't even doesn't even register on the yep. scale. Like it's like you're like Superman down there. <laughs> it's true. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like I I mean for that, I, I guess you adjust after a while. Maybe that's it. It's just drinking I like, think it's like five three times days. as much. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Um all right, Emmett, what did we learn about PCA exclusives? Gosh, they were everywhere. It seemed like there were more this year, I think, than any year. I don't know if you guys agree, but there were there were a ton of them. I think it's a good thing. Um I think it's a, a good draw to get people to actually come to the show, and I don't know what what was your guys' favorite exclusive. I think mine may have been the uh, was it? I think the Maria Lucia was the Maria Lucia. Yeah. So yeah. Take a lesson from yeah. here's what I learned. Take a lesson from Ace Prime and Crown Heads how to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Honestly, that they 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 do it right every year. They know how to market this and why they're successful with it. Take take a lesson from them. What do you think, Bear? With those guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree um, with with what Emmett said. I think uh, PCA exclusives were great. Uh, it was great seeing more of them. Well, uh, that's like that's was <laughs> the very best. Stop it, Coop. This is my thing. Okay. All right. um, I don't go- think and I'm so. Gonna agree with, I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to agree with you. With <laughs> okay. You. Okay. <laughs> Simmer down. All right. Yes. Take take a lesson. Take a lesson from. Uh, from John Huber, uh, Mike Condor, and uh, Luciano Mireles on how to do this. Yeah. Uh, I just I want my great. cigars a little less industry. haunted. That's all. <laughs> a Other less than haunted. That. <laughs> you know, you know. Here's one thing that was interesting, Coop, that um, Pete Johnson talked about in his interview with us. Is he was talking about how you know a lot of our cigars every year turn out to be PCA exclusives in a sense because they sell out during like the first yeah, few right. hours of the show. Mm-hmm. And so it, it it isn't just the ones that PCA des- says, uh, yeah. designates as exclusives that it end up being exclusives. Mm-hmm. Like, That's a good point. Um, a lot of these brands, especially Tatawahe, because they're so popular and that kind of thing, probably Steve Saka and, and I don't know, whoever else, maybe um, Nick Malilo or whatever, Like they're not maybe designating some of these as exclusives, but they end up being that way because they're gone and couple hours and they turn out to essentially if you weren't at the show you couldn't get them uh coop you have strong feelings about pca exclusives i talked to you on another show about this 
What did you think uh, overall? How how it went? There was, you know, again outside of maybe uh, Pete and the Ace Prime stuff, there was nothing that had me doing handstands. Like I had to be at the show to get these products, and there were frankly more. I mean, again, I'm going to take Maria Lucia and the Crown Heads release out of the equation here, and Pete. There's this other stuff I would go to, to the trade show over, over these 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 releases. They just not. They weren't really compelling enough for me to, to, to say I need to book. If I was on the fence about going to a trade show, if I, it's, it's not enough to get me to do that. And if, it's certainly not enough for me to blow my budget at the trade show on a lot of this stuff. I think, But you're right. There is a lot. I mean, there is a lot. Of, there was a lot of limiteds this year that will come out of the trade show. So you, you're right. There was, and there were unofficial. There was some unofficial um, PCA exclusives that technically, like United had one that was a PCA exclusive. Um, James Brown, I think, had one that was a PCA exclusive, but they weren't like official PCA exclusive things. Um, in my opinion, these should be elite cigars. These should be, you know, I like what Crown Heads did last year with La Pizzeria. They did it as a, a one-year release for the PCA, and it kind of gave them the uh, springboard to say, let's make this a regular production cigar the next year. Right. Those are the types of things I, I think, th- thinking out of the box like that. Now, bear, bear, you're you're wincing. You're oh, in pain. You can't even take it. You're grabbing certain portions of your body to to respond, <laughs> uh, respond to Coop's I, criticism. I think well, I, Coop and I have just been on this on different page, on different pages of this story. Like, so Coop is basically saying, well, if you go to SW Steak and you remove the steak, it pretty much sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but the fucking steak was there. You had the fucking steak. You ate the steak, and it was good, okay? So, yes, you have to include the Maria Lucia. You have to include the PCA exclusive from Tatuaje. You have to put those in, and that's part of the fucking story. I that's did. the draw. Oh, but my God, but you're but driving bear, me crazy with this shit. I feel like what I'm taking crazy one, pills. What was your number one cigar you were looking forward to at the show this year? Where were, you, where were the PCA exclusives on your list? When we did the top five. The Maria Lucia was on my motherfucking list. Coop, you wrote the damn article. That was an exception, I said. We did. We had four people like doing these lists, and hardly PC exclusives on it, except for Maria Lucia, which we talked about was the right way to do it. Oh, Bear, I love you. You're great. You're the best. Uh, Emmett, Emmett. Now, one thing about okay, these PC Jordan. exclusives is, yeah, they're cool, but like the brand runners need to understand how to talk to. We're filming live, you know, and they're talking to the consumer. They don't. I don't think they understand that they're talking to the consumer. They're always telling you it's sold out, you know, um, and it, it doesn't come across it like the consumer. It's not sold out. Like right. your your retailer bought it, and now you can go buy it from your retailer. Like they, they, I don't think they do a good job of selling that. Nope. Nobody else. <laughs> no, you're 100 percent right, Jordan. Like uh, the 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 guy doing the 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 interviewee needs to understand they're not sold out. They're, they're not. They they're at they're, they're at these be retail at locations. Go buy them. Right. Uh, Bear, any final words on that one? No, I think PC exclusives are a great thing, and, and, and Coop should just enjoy steak. <laughs> Emmett, PC exclusives? <laughs> uh, get rid of them. Let's just go back to make good product. No. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I interrupted no. Emmett. Emmett. No, no, no. Sorry. I'm on board with the PC exclusive train. I, I think it's a good thing. That's all I'll say. All right. Uh, that was a great topic. All right. Um, okay. Let's go around the horn on this one. Uh, this is not essentially what we learned so much as it is just a topic. I'll start with you, Emmett. Give me one brand that you, that you think did better than you expected at the show and one brand 
that maybe you were a tad disappointed with at the show? Now are we talking cigars or like the actual it, booth? It or? could be either. Just whatever. Whatever struck you after you're on the plane, home, right home, you're thinking about what just happened, you know. Uh, I'll mention uh, El Artista. Well, now Artista. Um, I, I was unsure about kind of you know changing that name and the branding, but they did a they did a stellar job. I thought. I think the the way they reorganized the brands makes sense. The new look is great. You see it in person, and it all makes sense. Uh, so that was better than I expected. I wasn't I wasn't quite sure what to think about that. Um, but Artista for the win. Uh, one that did worse. Uh, I don't know. I I'm having trouble coming up with one that that was worse than I thought. Really. Um, I'll, um, I'll pass to the next one. All right, uh, Bear, uh, any ones that stuck out for you as doing better than you expected and any ones that stuck out for you as maybe let you down a tad? Um, I, I second I, I second Emmett's uh, notion on Artista. Um, I think um, I don't think they got enough credit, uh, frankly. I think they did a stellar job with the rebrand. Um, I think they uh, and the way that they compartmentalize their brands and everything and stuff is, is, is really going to work for them. Uh, Kevin and Ram did a fantastic job with that. Um, but as a secondary note, um, I would say that uh, a brand that I was, you know, pretty excited about that did better. I mean, I had high hopes for them, and I think they delivered. And we've kind of touched on it already. Was United Tobacco Selected Tobacco? Um, I think they, uh, I think they absolutely rocked it, um, and uh, really, really came back to the show with the fury. Um, a, a brand that kind of disappointed me that I was expecting a little bit more from. Um, let me just take a second, um, and just kind of think about this. I have my answer if you need more time. <laughs> Emmett came up go, with go one. Yeah. Go ahead, Emmett. Okay, yeah, so, okay, uh, go, yeah, go, go ahead and think I'm going to bring up the Fuente Padron again, because uh, oh. I, I had such, <laughs> I had such high hopes for that. And even, okay, I was disappointed in the actual product itself too, a little bit too, because I was super stoked to go buy a box of these things. But you look at the box. There's no way that thing's going to cost under two grand. Like, I can't afford that. Are you kidding me? You ain't going to get one of those no, boxes. No, and you're not going to find one. It's going to be yeah. too limited. So, yeah, yeah that all but around. I, thought it was, I, I, I liked it, I, but I can understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah, yeah. all around disappointing for me. All right, go ahead, Bear. Bear's still thinking. Coop, did you have. Yeah, uh, I'm still thinking. I'm sorry. Coop, did you have yeah, one that stood out good and one that maybe was a disappointing? Yeah, I'll tell you who really uh, surprised me. He had a huge show. And a lot of people aren't talking about it. Uh, Bolado, uh, oh, yeah. premium cigars, let's go Barba. Mm-hmm. I mean, they uh, they had four new blends that they came out with. The, they have the uh, the final La Barba, the Crusade, which is something like, you know we had been looking forward to. Uh, the Knock Around, which is their everyday cigar, and those two what they call the edition cigars of Brazil and Connecticut. Uh, Tony's been at this for a long time. He's normally a guy who starts out slow. But he comes in with four blends, and, and look, Tony Bellotto can blend a cigar and make a cigar. So um, I think this was a—he was one of the untold stories of this show for sure. Now, oh, the lost disappointed too, coming back. Now, who disappointed me? This is good. I'll probably get ripped on this one, but uh, CLE. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I look. I'm not. I wasn't thrilled with their with the PC exclusives last year, so I can't get excited about rounded versions of, of them. Um, they had a, I, the line extensions really didn't excite me all that much. Um, you know, it's, it, and then the asylum, I'm counting asylum in there. I'm, I love the asylum annual series, right? But they sold out of the asylum 10 without anyone even knowing what the asylum 10 was. I mean, it was, they didn't promote the asylum 10 at all. And now I'm seeing the asylum 11 on there. And to me, I just don't understand that strategy because 
you had a chance, I think, to capitalize the trade show on the Asylum 10, and you kind of let that go, and you just quietly sold it to retailers. It, to me, like I said, those cigars are great big ringers. They're, they're cigars, I look forward to them every year, but I kind of felt there was a missed opportunity with that. So um, it wasn't that they had a terrible show, but I, I, was ex- I always expect a lot more from CLE, and, and this year it kind of underwhelmed me a bit. All right. Emmett, yep. uh, how do you classify Steve Newman comments here? The Fuente Padron was not really a collab, just new releases from each company. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a collaboration in the sense that the project is a collaboration. But, yeah, you're right. The blends had nothing to do with each other other than the fact that each respective uh, son was blending for the other's father uh, in honor of them. So that, I mean... The, the word collaboration, it's, it's thrown define, around right? a lot. Like it's yeah. very loose, right? I would still yeah, call I've it been a collaboration. Calling it joint I pro- I've been referring to it as joint project, actually. Yeah, that, that yeah. makes sense too, and that's yeah, fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I I think we're we're all yeah we're all okay with uh, you know hey if it's a collaboration it's it's a collaboration. Um, yeah. all right. Uh, b- Finally got mine. By the okay, way. go for Ooh. it, Bear. I'm ready. What was the one that kind of disappointed um, you a little bit? Um, and and they actually had a list of you know things that they were doing. I just um I really wasn't um I really just wasn't necessarily wowed by it and i think they could have done a better job was the and this pains me to say because i as coop knows i love i love the blenders and i love the cigars no i bet the cigars are good but i just thought ep carrillo really uh, mm. could have really could have done better um overall. i disagree with that um, one you Shocker. don't think that them going out right. of the box with oliva and placencia Yeah, but that's the Oliva booth, and that's a that's a that is a no, collaboration. No, no. And that, that's a, that cigar wasn't that cigar wasn't in their booth, Coop. No, you're you're not you're not, no no. So the um there's two came out um that they're coming out with. The first one is the Inch Nicaragua is being made by Placencia, and the okay. the other one was the Allegiance being made by Oliva. So they didn't have the packaging for the Allegiance, but no, I I mean I thought that was. Ex- Exciting, at least they had two new. Yeah, big so it was, yeah, it was very it. under. It was very underwhelming. Yeah, the packaging wasn't ready. The inch mm-hmm. I didn't like the new okay, okay, re- rebranding on the inch. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't like the new branding on the, the on the inch lines. And uh, I agree you with know, you on that. I, I didn't mean, like it either. I mean, I like I like the fact that they're they're put they blended a pledge for a Lonsdale size. I think you know they're nerding me as excited. That's a new blend too. That's a that's a tweaked un- blend. That's kind of exciting. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The limitado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except yeah, but no, you're right. So. Like the presentation, none of that was was super exciting. The the bands were just you know kind of basic paper. It was pretty disappointing. Yeah. The inch blend. I mean, that was I, my I get it. Back in like college. everyone talks about logistics. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, come on, help me out. Help me out, Jordan. If my <laughs> buttons would work, I would. All right, boys. Here we go. Uh, this is the last. What did we learn? Um, question of the night. Bear. What did we learn about the Premium Cigar Association trade show as a whole? That was my nickname back there in college. There it goes. <laughs> there, there it is. There you go. That was like a 20-second delay. Perfect timing. Uh, <laughs> um, we learned that they can put on a good show. That it is, I mean, despite the nitpicking and that we've all kind of done tonight and that we could, we all find a point, found out ways and ways to point out to make things better, that they took a lot of criticism from, the, from previous years, they applied it, and they made it better. And they put on a really good show. And by all accounts, I think that Scott Pierce, Glenn Loop, Joshua Bursky, Aaron Holland, all the great folks there should be proud of what they did. Emmett? Good show. So I'm going to make one last complaint. Um, so when the PCA was uh, you know, first promoting the trade show, they, 
they made kind of a big deal to us media guys. They were like, all right, guys, this year we're going to start promoting media. We're going to help you guys out, and we're going we're gonna to do all these things for you. And what that amounted to was uh, two Instagram posts. They tagged us, and that was pretty much it. Mm. So I was kind of hoping for more. Like, I, you know, every year I say, you know, give us a, a dedicated media space to put our stuff and maybe kind of recharge our batteries, literally and figuratively, and that's never happened. And there's, I don't know, I just feel like I, I thought they were going to, you know, embrace the media finally a little bit, and I feel like it just didn't happen. Coop, what, uh, what do you think? What did we learn about the PCA? I gave the show a B, okay? It wasn't an A show. It was a B show, which is very good considering they had an F three years ago from there. Um, they, they still have to work on a couple of things around sponsorship. I mean, look, I think they fixed a lot of things that went along with the mechanics of the show. They still got to work on things around sponsorship a bit. They, they didn't handle the COVID thing, like, perfect. But there was not much, it's not their fault there was a COVID outbreak, so I'm not blaming them for it. But, you know, I think they should have told people, especially international travelers who have to go back, um, like, and they have rules about getting into the country, you know, that, you know, they, they probably should have done a few things. But those are nitpicky things, like you said, um, because I've seen a big change in the transparency. Now, I want to address Emmett's point about the media. I think they've taken huge strides over the past couple of years on this. And it's, I mean, you guys weren't covering the show in 2010 and 2011. We were almost made like to feel like why we were here. Um, they did recognize the accredited media brands on their website this year. They did help out getting our name out to some companies that, frankly, we didn't have connections with before. So I think they did a good job with that. Um, I agree with Emmett. I would like to see an area where we can recharge with that. Um, it certainly would help us a great deal, um, especially if I could just, like, you know, upload some stuff or whatever during the day. So Give I, us I think Wi-Fi that would access. Help. That would be a crazy <clears throat> that would be nice. idea. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they do need to share our content. Uh, but let me put it like this: that How many too. of the manufacturers don't share our content? They don't. The manufacturers do a terrible job of sharing our content. For the most better, part. better than the trade but, show. Okay, so Emmett, I I understand, but they are shorthanded. They I don't know if they have a resource to do that. I, but I agree with you. Okay, but then it don't should, make a big should, deal about how they're going to do all these things and then kind of don't really follow through. I don't. They, I don't but, know. But Maybe they did thing, more for you and, than me. And, I don't know. Emmett, they recognized us for the first year publicly. They did. You're you right. See, I'll give them credit for that. And, we were, we were and, on the and website. Greg Zimmerman That's... sent out a thank you on that Facebook post. I didn't see I, that. I one, guess but... maybe I'm looking at it because I remember how bad things were at one point. That's fair. Yeah. Here, here's, here's what I think we learned. I think, yeah. I think we learned that they listened to a lot of the feedback. Did they do it all? No. They didn't no. do it all. But they listened to a lot of the feedback there was uh, really nice aisle talkers. The show was yeah. much better organized. They had a really great PCA sort of uh, center located booth with nice chairs, and that 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 made a big difference for that us. That was nice. Yeah. yeah, that was really nice actually. Like there was a time when Jordan was doing the time lapse that we watched at the beginning of the show, where I was able to just kind of sit down and chill. I think I, I think you have to give them good grades just because they listened. You could tell that they did yeah. make changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and overall. This was a great show. I think we can be so, like, and I'm not talking about you, Emmett. I'm just saying myself personally, I can be so nitpicky. Like, mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've been on, like, Coop's show a couple times. I've been real hard on them and stuff. But then sometimes when I think about that after a couple weeks later, I'm like, you know, I was really being, like, way, way, like, too nitpicky. Yeah. We and were, like, I was too. It, ultimately, it is just a show for people to show up and buy product from manufacturers. And for that, this this show was a success. Like, um, yeah. The show was or- well organized. It was a great cocktail party before the show. Um, there was uh, the 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 manufacturers were generally happy, and therefore um, 
I'm very, very pleased at the way this show went. Like, I'm encouraged. I, I've, if, if it had gone, if it had been it at all like last year's show, I'd be like, there's probably not going to be a show next year. But they listened. It was a better show. And therefore, because of that, I'm very encouraged. I think they did a good job. Yeah, there are still things, Emmett, you're right, that maybe uh, that they could do, especially for media folks. But all in all, it was a pretty good show. No, yeah, you make you make yeah, a good yeah. point. The yeah. the overall yeah, vibe I, was excellent. the The vibe yeah, of the show was good. the 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 atmosphere of the retailers was good. Yeah, you're you're totally yeah. right. Yep. Kudos for yeah. that. It, they do deserve credit, like I said. And look, I gave them a B, and that gives them a chance to improve on some of the other things we've talked about. Um, but certainly, I think it felt like this. You know, I think I, I am pleased with the direction the show is heading in right now. All right, we're going to wrap up the show by, A, rating our cigars. But before we do that, we're going to go to the water cooler because the water cooler topic is the topic that everybody's talking about at the water cooler. All cigar people at cigar lounges are talking about this topic. I'm going to start with you, Coop. Fuente and General are starting to legally spar over the letter X. Now, this isn't the first time that Fuente has tried to protect this letter, um, but it certainly is the biggest, maybe, battle of the letter X. Uh, Coop, before you rate your cigar, what do you think about this little sparring going on between General Cigar Company and Fuente over the letter X? Well, this is the one thing, and I know you've got to be careful when you get into legal stuff, right? Um, <coughs> excuse me. General sent out a press release on it. Fuente did not, right? It was a very one-sided press release from General. Like, they have their view on it. Fuente didn't really communicate that as much back on their point of view with it, right? So it's tough for me to ascertain where they're coming from with that. Although I believe they ha- you know, I believe they're very upset about the way the X was embossed on this, on this thing. And that's what the concern is. So you've got you to protect your brand how you see to protect your brand. Um, I understand it. They've had... A lot of challenges in the past by this. I hope that the two companies can sit down and work this out before it hopefully doesn't go to court. Um, but I would have liked to have seen at least. I, I opted not to print the general story because I felt it was too one-sided. So if I get some more stuff from Fuente out of that, maybe certainly I, I'll I'll craft an article on it. But um, you know, again, I'm not an expert in this, but I, I understand what, it's, what what they feel they have to protect their brand, and sometimes it's not a pleasant thing when you have to do that. Right, Bear. What are your thoughts? Um, like, like Coop, I'm, I'm not a lawyer and I'm not an expert in this, uh, but I mean, I, I certainly have, I can certainly form an opinion of it. Uh, like Coop, I agree that the press release was one-sided as it should be. It was coming from one of the, one of the sides. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously if Fuente had released it, it probably would have had a similar bias, uh, in the, uh, in the framing of the, uh, in the framing yep. of the PR. So, um, that all being said, um, I, I think this isn't the first time this has come up. For one and two, it's not the first time it's come up, you know, with other brands too. You know, um, you know, you know, with, um, you know, I mean, we can go back as far back as the spider from Kirk Kendall and and Recluse from Scott Weeks, you know, and um, you know, I mean, there's, you know, and then Lido Gomez having to rename the uh, the Mysterio, you know, over yep. something, you know, so like just. I mean, there's there's been battles like this that have kind of come up. I mean, there's probably one every every single year, and I think they're all in general very confusing because I think the layman would look at those two and easily be say one is not like the other. I think it's very apparent, but you know you do have to protect you do have to protect what's yours, and um, 
And look, Fuente took on Opus, guys. <laughs> like Opus <laughs> Wines what? over over a trademark. They're they're gonna yeah. they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna fight to the death on every single one they can because yeah. There's... Important point to make though. This, these are probably two of the biggest companies out there. You could say these are in the top three or four that are gonna be going into battle. And you know, a lot of these other ones are a big versus small or two smalls. These are two titans going at it right now. So it's gonna be again. This is where the lawyers yeah, get they'll get, they'll get that money here. Yeah, this is gonna be but a big ST, battle. STG STG's peanuts and compared to Opus, man, like. There's so peanuts? much money. Mm, I don't know about that. Compared, oh, com <laughs> compared, no, to, compared to Opus, not not Fuente's Opus, the the winemaker that oh, they went up okay, against. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mondavi. Yes, yeah. Okay, yes. Do you you're right on do that. you have like holy shit, man? Like they're massive. That Car I, and Carlito would not. They told him he couldn't win, and he didn't but, back down. But this one's yeah, sort of different for me in that CEO's already been making the MX2 for decades. They, they feel it's different. And they feel it's different. It's, yeah, they, they but feel it's, it's the repackaging. It's not the it's not the name. Almost the exactly the same. The I saw it was more bolder on on the uh, this time around. When I saw that Brasilia BX3, we have an internal chat, and I said, "Guys, this is going to be a problem." <laughs> and this came up, and sure enough, it became a problem. Emmett, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think in general, all these petty trademark uh, things are. are kind of get old and nobody really understands it and i yeah to me it, it's most it's, it's a non-issue like it should be like it, it seems like it's it's not really the big deal that it's always made up to be um and i feel like most of them could be settled with a, a handshake but yeah i think it's kind of petty most of the time and i don't think this one is is too much of an exception other than the fact that it's two really big companies all right uh emmett tell folks what you smoked and if you had to rate it between one and a hundred what would you give it? So I smoked the uh, West Tampa uh, white label, and uh, I have to say, not as good as the black one. Um, I'll probably give this one like an 87. The construction kind of fell apart. I think it was dry, too. Like I had it in my humidor the whole time, but it still felt pretty dry. So I'm going to try it again and, and maybe give a better assessment, but not, not super great. Uh, the black I would have given like a 92 probably, but this 87. Very nice. Uh, Bear, tell folks what you smoked, what you thought of it, and what you would rate it. So I smoked the uh, Freud Cigar Company uh, Super Ego Robusto X. Um, I thought uh, the flavors were, were, were pretty on point. Um, real nice meaty cigar, uh, good construction. Um, I love this particular Vitola. It's more like it's a Robusto Extra, as the Robusto X would suggest. So shorter cigar with a little bit uh, bigger of a gauge. Um, not coupe size gauge, but you know bigger than a traditional Robusto. Um, I enjoyed the construction was good. Um, it got, it's gotten a, the flavors have become a little bit more flat towards the back end. Um, but, uh, I'm really excited to smoke another one of these, but for right now it's going to be an 88 for me. 88 Coop, uh, tell folks what you smoked and what you think of it. Uh, this, I smoked, uh, the, uh, Esteban Carreras taken from the devil's hand. Uh, this is their first Corojo blend in a 60. This cigar delivered from start to finish, uh, and actually I think it might even be better in a smaller ring. So I'm not this, the 60 is very good. Uh, very, if you like Corojo, this the Esteban Carreras blended a hell of a, a Corojo cigar. Construction's excellent, combustion's excellent. I took this thing back, never know it. And uh, this is probably one of the best cigars Esteban Carreras has blended in a few years. I'm giving this a, a solid 90. Wow, 90 for sure. 
Yeah, mm -hmm. this is this is a standard of excellence in cigar coupe, but I but I think it may actually smoke better in like a Toro or Robusto size, to be honest with you. All right, Jordan, uh, what did you smoke? What did you rate it? Uh, I was smoking this uh, Life of Pi from uh, uh, Tim Osginger. That's <laughs> what uh, so I'm going to call it from now on because who knows how to say pie. Pi synesthesia. 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 Uh, it looks like it's a Connecticut. This thing was pretty. I like your name, though. I like your name, Jordan. <laughs> it should be the Life of Pi. Uh, <laughs> pretty dang good. Uh, There's a, a Toro in this thing. It burned great all the way through, about medium body. Um, had like a – it started out kind of a dry profile. Um which I'm usually more into, like the mouth-watering side, and it, but it had like a, uh, it developed this like pillowy kind of texture that you'd get from like a hazy IPA, uh, which I was really into. Um, as it as it went on a little further, it, it developed this nice sugary sweetness, almost like a uh, sober mesa brulee without the sweetened cap. Um, but it, it had like a marsh, it, it came across as like a marshmallowy kind of sweetness. It stayed dry, but it had that marshmallow sweetness to it. And I really liked it. I'm going to go with a 90 for now. Ooh. 90 for now. I smoked the Alec and Bradley double broadleaf. This is essentially like a, um, a bourbon that's like a barrel proof bourbon. Uh, super duper strong. Like if you're into strong cigars, you will absolutely love this cigar. Very, very, very strong. Uh, as far as nicotine goes, uh, the nicotine flavor is very strong. In fact, for me, overpowering uh, a bit, uh, the, it overpowers the flavor a bit. The nicotine does. Still, very interesting, and also um, had some sweetness. Had the kind of the the, the broadleaf spice that you might want. Um, I, right now, I'd probably have to give it a, just a solid eighty-eight, um, which is for me a good score. But um, mainly, I give it the eighty-eight just because it's overpoweringly strong. Like um, it's like nicotine-wise, just like in your face, yeah, a, a bit much. Uh, folks, uh, before we end the show, Emmett, where can people find you? Blind Man's Puff. How do they how do they follow along? Blindmanspuff.com. That's the main spot. Uh, and then you can go back and watch all of our live videos on our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. Uh, that's it. Go check it out at Blind Man's Puff. All right, Bear, how can folks follow along with you, my man? Uh, you guys can check me out on Instagram, El Fumar, as well as my Facebook page, El Fumar, and uh, my YouTube channel, El Fumar. We broadcast uh, live shows pretty much every Sunday. We took last Sunday off. Obviously, we were at the trade show. Uh, but I'm excited about my post-PCA uh, uh, show with uh, none other than Luciano Mayrellis, who will be on my show on Sunday at 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern, live. Fantastic. Coop, tell folks where they can find you. Easiest way is go to cigar-coop.com. Um, you can get to all of our uh, brands there, Smoking Syndicate, Primetime, Primetime Box, Special Edition. Um, we're on Podbean, we're, 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 we're on YouTube, we're on Odyssey, we're on Rumble. Uh, you can get us on any podcast catcher right now. We, we have to fix the Spotify thing. There's a little issue with that that I, I've been working on. But, but yeah, you can always go to cigar-coop.com. By the way, we have a great search bar. on cigar. We have one of the best search engines, I think, out there. So if you're looking for something, just go to cigar-coop.com and type it in there, and chances are you'll find it. There you go. Um, Jordan, where can people find you? Uh, <laughs> sitting here in the studio. <laughs> uh, uh, good job. I, I just want to thank uh, all the guests, Emmett, Bear, Coop. You guys are amazing. Thank you. I know we just got back. We got back, what was that, yesterday or the day before? Everybody's tired, and you guys all took the time to uh, be on the show tonight, so I can't thank all of you guys enough. That was uh, 
Very nice of you guys. Thank uh, you for having us. Yeah, I think it was a fun thank, show. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate. We it. kind of. Uh, I think we we covered we covered most of the good stuff. Uh, Wednesday night we'll be back with Flavor Odyssey with Robbie and Randy. Uh, we're going to be pairing. It's the final episode where we're dealing with amaretto, and so. It's been a four-week segment where we've been trying to find things that go well with amaretto. This week, it's the uh, Godfather. Jordan, the Godfather, Godfather is essentially what? Well, uh, you can. And I think it's basically like you could do an old-fashioned, but repl- but add amaretto. But I think like if you want to get like technical, it's like scotch and amaretto, and maybe some sugar. I don't know. So if you want to play along, um, uh, whip up a Godfather. Uh, join us on Wednesday night and try to find the best cigar pairing that goes with that Godfather, and you might win that night if you are picked as the guy that figures out, guy or girl that figures out the best pairing for a Godfather. I'm still going back and forth in my mind. I really screwed up the last one, which was the um, what was the drink we did? What the was French Connection. The French Connection. Coop, do you remember the movie The French Connection? Coop, I know you do. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Yeah. So we yeah. did the French Connection coupe, and film. we talked a lot about the movie, which it was a great episode. That was a great movie, right? That was like a groundbreaking yeah. movie. It was yeah. like a... You know what's funny? This, yeah. yeah, go ahead. So good. Yeah, I'm not a movie guy. Barry will tell you that, but that movie's an epic movie, groundbreaking. Go ahead. You know, I want you to talk oh. a little more about that. That movie that was essentially filmed like a documentary, except for it was a movie. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like yeah. the very first mockumentary of all time. So if you get yeah. a chance... Yeah. Go back and watch that movie because they Put did some in, yeah. groundbreaking stuff with Gene Hackman and Roy Scheider. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I, the, you mentioned Hackman and Scheider. Absolutely. That's, yeah. It's a movie that gets forgotten about. Um, it's like I think it's about 50 years old already. But Yeah, yeah it won like five yeah. Academy Awards. It's amazing. Great movie. Such, Great movie. Such good, a good, good sequel, too. Good it's, sequel, uh, too. Gene Hackman at its best, too. Yeah, absolutely. Just to absolutely. clarify, though, Eric, yeah. you were saying you were saying whip up a Godfather and not whip a Godfather, right? No, yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to. We we don't ever want to uh, advocate any uh, physical yeah. beatings on the show. <laughs> uh, no, so join us Wednesday for the uh, for the next Flavor Odyssey. Uh, as far as next week's uh, show goes on Smoking Night Live, I'm still working on that, so I'll let you know during the week. Um, it's Friday Night Herf. So check into your favorite cigars on Dojoverse.com. Share what you're drinking. Share what you're smoking. Share what you're listening to with the hashtag now playing. Have some fun all night long. Until next week, remember, never, never smoke, smoke alone. We'll see you guys smoke next week. Alone. Yeah, baby. Get Koopa Steak. Yes. Monte Cristo 1935 Nicaragua was one of the most highly rated cigars of the year. Expertly crafted by legendary blenders Rafael Nadal and AJ Fernandez, this cigar was blended to celebrate the 85th anniversary of the Monte Cristo line. It is hand-rolled using all-age Nicaraguan tobaccos exclusively from AJ's farm. This bold cigar is bursting with rich notes of chocolate, leather, a dash of spice, and a smooth, creamy finish. Enjoy one of the finest cigars of the year right now at jrcigars.com.